Some are saying that we are in the tribulation. Some are saying that the time of the end is now. Um, if you're that type of person, don't let me stop you. <laughs> Preach it, teach it, publish a podcast about it, publish a magazine about it, uh, set up a little camera in your trailer and make YouTube videos about it. I don't care. I'm not going to try to stop you. But some of us don't feel like the time is of the end is now. Some of us feel like it's near. But I think it's good to have open de- debate about this always. Uh, one thing that is not debatable Well, yeah, it's debatable whether we're in the end times, but one thing that is not debatable is if we are in insane times. (laughs) We are in the insane times. That's where we are at. People are doing things that do not make sense. People are thinking things that are totally not in touch with reality, and which is one of the signs that we are in the end times. (laughs) Hey, maybe we are in the end times, but... How many of you right now know somebody whose brain just snapped? The biblical word for this, Old English word, is madness. Absolute madness. There's a difference between madness and mental illness. Uh, Madness is uh, totally out of touch with reality so that you are disturbing the peace, even maybe bringing harm and danger to yourself or to others. Uh, The madness. And Solomon said, who can understand madness? Just like uh, who can understand wisdom? How, do, how, how does somebody get so wise? You don't know. It's just there. Then madness, <laughs> you don't know. It's just there. It just sort of happens. But I thank God for people that are doing everything they can with counseling and therapy and things like that to help people during these insane times. And I want to give my contribution to these insane times to perhaps give a, I guess, a prophetic update at what is going on now, what has happened in the past, and what could possibly be happening in the future in these insane times that are bringing us towards the end times. Uh, A lot of talks right now, a lot of things happening right now as far as war and rumors of war. These are one of the great signs and signals that Jesus said would lead up to the tribulation, not the tribulation, but lead up to the tribulation in Luke chapter number 21. He talked about pestilences coming in that time. He talked about wars and rumors of wars. He talked about famines and talked about great earthquakes, a lot of distress of nations. Uh, Are those things happening? Yes, they are. Have they always happened? Yes. But the thing is, when these things start happening at the same time, all together, Altogether, and they are. So it's up to us to keep our eyes open and pray. Watch and pray. Watch and pray. And I've been watching, and I have been praying. I don't have a word from God about this. I don't have a dream from God or any of that. But I feel and what I see as a possibility of what could happen, and I've been praying about it, is soon there's going to be a nation fall. A nation, a kingdom is about to fall and be replaced with something else. I feel it. I see it. I think it's going to happen. And I don't know which nation it is. As many of you know, hopefully you know, if you don't know, you're probably a happier person. Russia has invaded Ukraine. That has been going on. 
Uh, it happened uh, in late February earlier this year in 2022. And um, it scared a lot of us. It scared me. My God, <laughs> I just thought, oh, no, here we go. You know, we just had the uh, uh, the COVID-19 and all of that, a lot of the commotion that happened across the earth. And then, bam, all of a sudden war. I'm like, oh, here it is. Here it is. But uh, I, I've got a theory that something is about to shake and happen in the year 2033. It'll be 2,000 years since the Lord has ascended up into heaven, ascended up into heaven. And I think there might be a big mark or something really shift happened to that in that time. And a lot of it is taken from Hosea's prophecy, Hosea's prophecy that in the uh, third day, he would raise us up in the third day, he would raise us up. And one day with the Lord is as a thousand years is as a thousand years. So the first thousand years, AD zero or zero to AD 1000, that was the first day. 1000 to 2000 is the second day. And now then the 2000 to 3000 would be the third day. You read in your Bible in the book of Revelation, when Jesus returns, he's going to set up his kingdom here upon the earth to fulfill the promises that he made to Abraham. And setting up a kingdom here upon this earth, the promises he made to David and all through the prophets that Messiah would rule and reign on this earth to fulfill prophecy and promises, as Jesus always does. He'll rule and reign for a thousand years here upon this earth out of Jerusalem. One day with the Lord is as a thousand years. So that's why it's called the day of the Lord. Jesus is going to have his day here upon this earth. So what's going to go down in 2033? Could it possibly be? That is the day and time that Jesus um, sets up his kingdom, that he sets up his kingdom. So uh, are we leading up into that? Are we are we are we really leading <laughs> up into that? Could uh, 2026 you know, marks seven years before 2033, right? Yeah, that'd be seven years before 2033. And are we experiencing these things uh, such as seeing great signs like war and rumors of war and pestilence? And all of those things. Uh, could it be that? Well, I'm sure it could. Keep your eyes open and just watch. You know, you don't need to wait for anything big to happen. Just look at your Bible and look around you. Just always be ready. That's the main point. Always be ready. You are listening to Justin C. Gleason. Please consider following and keeping this podcast playing in the background of your productive day. Give a five-star rating and support by giving through Cash App, PayPal, or Venmo at Justin C. Gleason. It's 2022, the year we prevail. But I think there is a nation that is soon about to fall. And I don't know who, know who I don't know which, but I just kind of see it and I just kind of feel it. You know, Russia invades Ukraine. What's next? Who's going to invade next? Uh, China and Taiwan talks about that then iran invades uh, israel and just on the list goes all of these nations that have grievances and and loathe the existence of other nations and want to take control over it that is war and rumors of war that is conflicts of nations people with grievances and bitterness and want to overtake and change a country is that happening here in america yes that's happening here in america not so much from the outside but from within Within, there are people that would love to change this country from the USA to USSA, the United Socialist States of America. And ultimately, they want to change uh, America and, and use this power to 
make it end of all nations and create one globalist society, the socialist new world order. They would love that. So they're doing everything they can to make the American system to look mean and evil and racist and, and all these things. It's all false witness. They, uh, that's how Satan moved upon people to bring down Jesus. They falsely accused him of, of uh, blasphemy. That's what put him on the cross. False witness of blasphemy. That's what killed Stephen, the first uh, martyr, uh, first disciple martyred. What did they accuse him of? Blasphemy. <laughs> and that's what they're doing nowadays. The racism is now the new false witness of blasphemy. It sure is. The church is racist. The Bible's racist. Uh, the courts are racist. The police are racist. The government is racist. Everything is racist, racist, racist. End it, end it, end it, and set up something new. The Constitution is racist. The forefathers are racist. Everything is racist, racist, racist. You know, the, the big lie that the rich are bad and the poor are good type stuff. So we have a, a movement out there that's trying to uh, invade America, completely invade America and bring it down. So th- this is just Satan's plan to bring down nations to weaken the nations, and then one will arise with the answer to bring strength to the nations, and that is the Antichrist, the man of sin. It's all a part of the conflict of nations, the wars, and all of that. So where are we at prophetically? Where are we at prophetically? A lot of people try to squeeze America into the Bible. I I don't know. You know, some people think that, that that beast that Daniel saw that line, my God, that's Britain. And then, you know, the wings of an eagle grew out of it and then they were plucked. My God, that's America. I don't agree with that. I think that's Babylon. There's a few other places. Uh, and as Isaiah uh, talked about, a, a, you know, a land, you know, all this that would be. Yeah. I, I don't know. But one thing I know is that America prophetically, I think, is labeled as the West. We are not north, we are not east, we are not south. We are west as far as Bible prophecy is concerned. And my fear is, where I'm really fearful, is that in Revelation, you don't really see the term west at all. You see north, you see east, you see south. Those territories are all mentioned in Revelation. North, east, and south. There is no mention of the west and I'm wondering, my God, where is the West? West is uh, pretty powerful. Uh, there was a lot of things about the West that the Old Testament prophets foresaw. Mainly, it was the uh, Greece and, and Rome were those Western powers. But John and his prophecies in the future uh, doesn't really see any Western nations. It's as if the descendants of Japheth have vanished. And so I'm wondering, we're on the the brink of nuclear war. You know, is you know some would say that the North is going to bring down the West, the East will bring down the West, or the South will bring down the West. I don't know. Maybe, uh, maybe that could happen. But how could it be destroyed? Uh, you know, slowly. A lot of empires fall apart slowly. But if the West is going to be destroyed, it would have to be suddenly. Could a nuclear war do this? Absolutely. It very well could happen. Uh, are the resources, the tools, and the weapons there to do it? Right now, uh, it sounds like it. From what I read in the news, uh, people start pressing buttons and bam, there you go. Uh, big empires, big nations, all gone. Uh, could this happen? Yes. It very well could. It could all be a part of the plan. So here's the thing about Bible prophecy. A lot of it is written in dark sayings. A lot of it is very cryptic. And the reason is it's meant to be concealed. 
and only can be interpreted by a supernatural interpretation. You can't understand it by your own means. Only God can reveal it to you. And another reason is that we can't understand a lot of Bible prophecy. It is because it is written for the nation or the, excuse me, the generation that will experience it. You think about this when Isaiah wrote, a virgin shall conceive. I'm sure he was like, what does that mean? And probably everybody he told that prophecy to said, what does that mean? Well, we found out what it means when it was fulfilled, when Jesus was born. So a lot of these things in Revelation, things that Daniel saw, Isaiah the prophet saw, the generation that experiences them, they're going to say, oh, wow, this is it. This is the mark of the beast. All the guessing work from generations in the past will all be gone and they'll know it for exactly what it means. That's how Bible prophecy works. It will be understood when it's fulfilled and they will know exactly uh, what they're going through and, and how it's happening. So, but in the meantime, we try to just stay alert and stay watchful and simply just make people aware of things that are happening. Okay. It's just simply uh, teaching and preaching what the Bible is written and perhaps keeping our eyes out on what could happen and just simply pray, pray that we're ready to meet the Lord in the air. But you know, Zelensky, uh, the uh, prime, I think, I don't know if he's president, I think he's prime minister of, of Ukraine. I, I really haven't been paying much attention in the news, but just here and there a little bit, you know, uh, loves his country, a, you know, a big time patriot for his country and seeing how the people of Ukraine have rallied together and in determination to fight for their land. I love that. I just love that. As long as we've got that in the world, that will stay and stop and hinder the power of Antichrist. When you fight for your land and keep the nations, because God created nations. Antichrist doesn't want nations. He wants the world. One world. One world. The fact that they're fighting is a force of good as far as earth and civilization goes, the way God set it up. I like that. But I cannot say that I have uh, completely trusted him. The thing... Uh, I'm just looking at him and listening to them, you know, for weeks and weeks and weeks, day after day, every day and every way. He's up there screaming and yelling in that little green shirt and threatening Russia with American money and American armies and American resources. And I'm like, oh, God, <laughs> I don't really think America needs to be sucked into this war. Hopefully we will not be provoked into this war. And I've just been hoping and praying and feeling that somehow for the sake of world peace peace talks would begin but uh, nobody is talking about peace uh, certainly nobody wants to surrender they want to fight okay uh, fight your battles right i just don't see america having any real security interest in all in ukraine most of the western nations have no uh, national security interest at all in Ukraine. So I, I don't, you know, I just believe in keeping business your business. You know, Jesus did this at times, probably to avoid problems and energy leaks within his own kingdom and his own network. He had a, a man come up to him and said, Lord, tell my brother to divide the inheritance among us. And Jesus said, why is that my business? Who made me a judge over you? He said, all you need to do is beware of covetousness. And he moves on. And I'm sure that's all that guy needed to know. And that's what I feel about Ukraine. But uh, who am I? <laughs> I am no general. I am no commander. I'm Justin Gleason. <laughs> I am no president. I am no world leader. I'm just a podcaster uh, with a microphone and a few little pieces of paper here. But 
I'm just saying to you, uh, to the um, to the spiritually minded listener, pray for the peace of this world. Pray for the peace of this world. Pray against the madness of our times, because I believe God is not done yet. Pray for the West. It's not our time to be completely wiped off the earth. Pray against nuclear warfare. Pray that it does not come to that. Pray that it is stopped. All right? We, uh, we, we, we can pray those things. We certainly can. But when the time comes for more nations to end, don't get in God's way. I mean, do you... Do you you, Jesus came preaching the uh, uh, the kingdom of of America is at hand. No, he didn't. The kingdom of heaven. You and I belong to something greater than America. But I just believe America is a force of good in the earth. And I love living here. And I love this country. I'm a patriot. It was revealed to Prophet Tom Willis Barnes, T.W. Barnes, back in the 60s, that God raised up this country, the United States, for three major purposes, to finance world missions. You go in foreign countries, you meet a missionary, what nationality is he or she? He's American. He or she is American, right? That's who you're going to meet. That's We're doing it. We're the missionaries. The vast majority of missionaries come out of the United States of America. Uh, another reason is for us to love and be frecked and, and uh, defend Israel, the state of Israel. And I'm, I'm very, very emotionally and spiritually invested into that one. Not far from me is uh, President Harry Truman, his his grave. He is buried here near here in Kansas City. I go there and uh, visit uh, the Truman Library and think and meditate about all the things that America did for Israel through our president, Harry Truman, back in the 1940s, and God blessed America for it. And the third thing is to fight nations who are full of Antichrist and stopping them before the time. That's why we've gotten involved in a lot of wars, a lot of wars, and it was the... I think just the workings of the of the powers that be in the heavenly realm to uh, control earth and to control time and to keep things from being fulfilled before the time, especially when it comes to the rise and fall of nations. For a long time, especially under uh, Trump's presidency, I never felt like Russia was a problem. I, I know under the, uh, under the terms of President Obama, it seems like uh, we were in conflict with Russia. Under Trump, had no conflict with Russia. Now, under President Biden, there is conflict with Russia. So, I don't want, I want to get too much into that, debate that, but I've just, I, for a long time, I never felt like Russia was a problem. Now, it's a problem. Not for us, but for, for others. And... I, I know we're sending them money. I know we're sending them resources. That's just because America is benevolent. We always have been, no matter who is president, whoever is leading. That's just always been in our hearts, and it's a good thing to do. But for the sake of world peace, for the sake of world peace, my God, we need to start having peace talks. And that is what I'm praying for. Now, they're predicting a very hard winter to come here in America and all over the world uh, just because of supply chain shortages and the farming and this and that. Uh, I thank God for all of the uh, companies that have rose up during this time to provide resources for uh, preppers. But we all know <laughs> nobody can prepare for the things that the Bible speaks about. My God. Pray, have God surround you, overshadow you. That's what we got to have. Fathers, pray over your children. Mothers, pray over your children always. The end of days, there's it, the how the end will happen. There's two ways. I've been thinking about this the past few weeks. Uh, 
There are some things that are going to happen in the end of days that will be very, very slow. Very, very slow. It slowly creeps in. It slowly is overtaken. But then there will be things that happen suddenly, just boom. It's just like over, like overnight. That's the way God works. That's the way the enemy works. There's some things that happen slowly. And then there are some things that happen overnight. Nuclear warfare, that would be a sudden thing. That could very well be the end of the West. Oh, my God. But it doesn't matter what happens. I belong to the kingdom of heaven. Me and my family, we're going to crash land in heaven. My God. (laughs) Man, I feel faith, but I feel so much concern. Even just me thinking about all of these things. I'm a spirit-filled, Jesus-named believer, and I feel just that little ounce of fear trying to click in. But I realize, no, keep lifting up my head from my redemption draws an eye. But then I think about people that have no eternal hope. It's no wonder the Bible says they'll look upon the things that they are seeing and their hearts will fail them for fear. Mm. But I've got a scripture that helps me during this time. I've been reading over it. I've been praying over it. I've been thinking about it. And it's Revelation eleven fifteen. It says the kingdoms of this world have become the kingdoms of our God. And that has been my ultimate prayer. Lord, let the United States of America become your kingdom. Let the United States of America become your kingdom. Because you don't hear it preached about, you don't hear it taught about, but there are scriptures that talk about nations that are left after the apocalypse. Nations that remain after the wrath of God and judgment is poured out upon this earth. And I just am hoping and believing that the United States of America is one of those nations And we are one of the nations that survives and makes it at the setting up of the great kingdom of our God. Mm. Nations rise and fall. They always have. They always will. Until one kingdom arises, and that is the kingdom and the government of the Son of God. The government will be placed upon his shoulder and his kingdom will have no end. He will rule and reign forever and nobody will be able to take him down. Praise God. The Justin C. Gleason podcast is available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and more. Please leave a five-star rating and a great review. Contact me at justincgleason at gmail.com. Follow me on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Justin C. Gleason. And share this episode with your friends. We're taking the genre of religion and spirituality to another level. Satan has wanted a kingdom here on this earth, his own kingdom. And he's all about kingdoms. What, what, what did he tempt Jesus with? All the kingdoms of the world, if you fall down and worship me. But Jesus knew prophetically <laughs> that would only be a temporal pleasure because God Almighty would offer him all the kingdoms of the earth one day in Revelation chapter 11. But kingdoms rise and fall, they do. Let's talk a little bit about it. I believe the first great kingdom of the earth, at least after the flood, was at the Tower of Babel. The kingdom that uh, the son of Cush begot, the king Nimrod, the mighty one on the earth, the mighty hunter, the Bible calls him. It was during the time when the earth had only one language. Everybody understood each other's language. But out of that territory, 
on the east of the Middle East arose a man named Nimrod, who thought of himself to be a god in the earth. I've read some interesting rabbinical history about him. They say that he would dress up like an animal and blend in with animals, and that's how he was able to be a mighty hunter before the Lord. He said he had one big horn on top of his head <laughs> to look like a horned creature, but his uh, name that he went by, according to some sources that I've read that I don't have in front of me, there's somewhere, and I'm too busy, lazy, busy slash lazy to find them. You'll have to look him up. It's all there. But he was known as the beast because he dressed up like an animal. They called him the beast. How about that? <laughs> but he had a great empire. Was it overcome through war? No, it wasn't. Was it taken down by another nation? No. God ended it with a great strong win. Came down, knocked over that tower, according to history. But your Bible says specifically the end of that empire happened with the confusion of languages. How about that? God ended that kingdom. So after that, many nations divided up. It was God's will. He wanted nations to be uh, all throughout the earth with nations and languages and borders. That's how nations are established. That's how all civilization is established. It is through borders, languages, and cultures. Thank you, Michael Savage. Dr. Michael Savage. Nations, borders, and languages. That's how cultures are. So after Babel, there was another empire that arose with its own uh, border, its own language, and its own culture. And it was the Egyptian Empire. It became mighty in trade, mighty through conquering, mighty through oppression, and eventually enslaving the people of God, Israel, because they left the promised land in the time of famine to come down to Egypt and just stayed there. I don't care how many promises you have over you. If you're not where you need to be, the promises of God are never going to be fulfilled. Yeah, that's why you need to quit church hopping. Oh, <laughs> I'll stop right there. All right. But God sent a great man, Moses, a mighty prophet to come and lead them out of Egypt and into the promised land. So while Israel dwelt in Israel, uh, dwelt in Israel, the Hebrews dwelt in Israel, God uh, using men like Joshua to conquer little by little all the Canaanite nations as they began to set up their lives, their civilization through the promises and the provision of God in the land of Israel. When that happened, when they were established, other nations began to rise outside of Israel, such as the uh, Assyrian Empire, a northern kingdom, because Israel got wicked, because Israel began to uh, forsake the laws of God and actually invited people across their borders illegally according to the Lord and intermarry them and let them set up their temples and their shrines and their idols and all of that. And, and, uh, the, the, the idol worship and the pagan culture of the nations roundabout, that is how Israel fell. Remind you of anything, United States of America people. That's what's happening right now. Slowly, not suddenly, but slowly. It's all a part of the breaking down of, uh, the destruction of civilization. But God said, fine, Israel, you want to live like that? I won't protect you anymore. And there's a big empire that would love to take control over you. And you know what? I'm going to let them to get your attention back on me. Because God knows the greatest thing that will get people's attention on him, it's not blessings, it's trouble. Trouble wakes people up. <laughs> so Assyria did. That great empire came and conquered northern Israel. Well, Assyria got haughty. Assyria got prideful. You know, they had conflicts even with Egypt. What arose after Assyria, a Babylonian empire, and they came and conquered Assyria 
And Babylon then came and conquered Judea because Judea, Judah, got involved in the same deceit and sins as the northern kingdom, their brothers, Israel. And so Babylon then conquered Assyria and it conquered Jerusalem. Well, during that Babylonian reign, there was a man by the name of Daniel, a prophet of the living God. In a foreign land amongst a foreign people, he was used mightily in prophecy and mightily in the interpretation of prophetic dreams. And great understanding came to him through the uh, interpretation of the king's dreams concerning nations, empires, the rise and fall of them, uh, what would happen in their lifetime and also happen in the future. Uh, It's a powerful, powerful story. I love the book of Daniel. It's probably my favorite Old Testament book. I just identify with it. I just, I look at Daniel and I feel so much of what Daniel experienced. I feel like I experienced. I love that book. But uh, Nebuchadnezzar saw an image. It had a big head of gold, chest and arms of silver, belly and thighs of bronze and legs of iron and two feet and ten toes of iron and clay. And Daniel received an interpretation from the Lord that these, uh, that the statue and these uh, metallic elements represented kingdoms of this world. The head of gold represented Babylon. Babylonian kingdom went from 606 to 539 BC. Another nation arose in great power and defeated Babylon. That is the nation of the Medes and the Persians, right? They were the chest and arms of silver from the year 539 to 331 BC. So Babylon lasted only uh, uh, 67 years. Media Persia lasted 208 years. I mean, you've heard about the Persian army, the immortals. I mean, they could fight, man. And I think a lot of their combat style is uh, still used to this day. It's just fascinating. Well, another nation arose from the West, a Greek nation. That is the belly and thighs of bronze from 331 to 146 BC, 185 years. The Greek empire conquered the known world at that time. Well, after that, a little empire that was actually greatly indebted to Greece got strong, powerful, raised up great armies, true men of war, the Roman Empire. Yeah, another Western nation and conquered and ruled and reigned so much longer than all the other previous empires combined. Imperial Rome lasted from two, from 27 BC to 394 AD. Then you had the, the split thing, you know, so the Western part lasted from 395 A.D. to 476 A.D., the eastern part 395 A.D. to 1453 A.D., all for a total of 1,480 years. Rome uh, was a great power and a great nation. Did another empire conquer it? No, sure didn't. You can make an argument. There actually was uh, 10, I think they were called Gauls, (laughs) Gaul tribes, 10. They say 10. Some say 12. I like 10 because I'm squeezing it into Bible prophecy. But 10 empires infiltrated Rome and and brought it down slowly but surely. It's very interesting. But then you have a final kingdom. But but Rome is over. Rome is over. I, I, I don't. I don't believe in the revived Roman Empire or anything like that. Rome fell. Now they make a great espresso and great veal parmesan beautiful country by the way i'd like to go there someday and see all the the antiquity there love italian food love italian people love italian culture but uh the the the, another kingdom that you have there the feet and the and the toes two feet ten toes of iron and clay 
for a long time, I, I have two ideas going on in my mind of what is to come. And that is, is the feet and the clay the final kingdom or is the whole statue together the final kingdom? And I'm starting to lean towards the latter. It used to be, I thought, those those two feet and those ten toes, that's the final kingdom. That's the kingdom of the beast, you know. And I equate uh, the end of days being shown in many different ways, in different manners to prophets. Daniel saw it as a big statue. John saw it as a big beast coming out of the sea. Same thing, just in a different art form. I believe for a long time, those two feet and ten toes represents the Western powers and the Eastern powers. And it's, it's almost like the third world trying to intermingle with the first world. It won't happen. But that word mingle there in the book of Daniel, it's the word Arab, Arab. And so I've taken that and kind of had the idea that the Arab peoples would intermingle with the West. Is that happening? Oh, yes, it is. It sure is. And the Bible says that it won't work. It will not mingle. It will not work. And this could be also another reason for the collapse of why there is no more West in Revelation. This, the, the clay takes over. But you read later on in the prophecy, what comes down and strikes those feet? A big old rock. And that rock is Christ. But then what happens to the head of gold, the chest and arms of silver, the thigh and belly of bronze, and the legs of iron? Well, it falls away, but not eventually. The feet and the toes are smitten, and then they fall away. And then for a time and season, the head of gold, the chest and arms of silver, the thigh and belly of bronze, and the legs of iron remain. You know what I think is going on there? That statue also represents the same beasts that Daniel would see. He saw a lion with wings. That's Babylon. He saw a, um, a bear rise up on one side. That's the Medes and the Persians. That is also the uh, arms and chest of silver. Daniel also then saw a leopard with four wings arise. Saw a leopard with four wings arise. And that is the nation of Greece. Well, the, the thigh and belly of bronze, that's Greece. And then he saw a grotesque beast arise up. And it also had ten heads and ten horns and all of that. So what I think is going on there is you have the lion, the eagle, you have the bear, and then you have the leopard. All parallels of the same vision that nebuchadnezzar saw okay you then read what john saw he saws a beast he sees a beast he saws he sees a beast come out of the sea that has the very same attributes of the beast that daniel saw but they're not separate they're all one so nebuchadnezzar sees an image that is all one daniel sees beasts that are all separate then john sees beasts that are all one you know what John really got to see? A lot of what the Old Testament prophets saw, but even more than that, he saw all of them seeing, he saw all the things that they saw all in one vision on the island of Patmos. What I think is going to happen is those ancient nations, Babylon, Persia, Greece, and Rome, are one day all going to reunite. And that is going to be the final great kingdom. That's what's going to happen. The coalition of great nations that will dominate, nearly conquer this world. And they're going to have one man to lead them, the Antichrist. What is happening right now in all of those territories, those ancient territories of Babylon, the Persian Empire, Greece, and the Roman Empire? It's being infiltrated by the Arab world. It really, really is. There is the intermingling 
and they're going to rule and conquer, but not forever. It will divide from within, and Jesus Christ is going to end it all. The late, great S.G. Norse would say, ah, it takes an empire, that an empire rises when it conquers another empire, right? Is that what is going on right now, the weakening of nations, all a part of the plan? It's like a chessboard going on up in the spiritual world. For many nations to fall and another nation to arise, is that happening right now? Well, it certainly looks like it. But know this and understand this. No matter who falls or who arises at the very end of it all, every nation is going to become a nation of our God. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Mm. We are seeing things happen with our very own eyes, loyal listeners. It is happening in our generation. It is happening in our lifetime. So why are you still sitting at home watching church on Facebook? Why are you commenting in the little comments? I can't hear. I can't hear the sound. If you want to be able to hear, then you need to be there. Get to church. Why are we being deceived? Being deceived by all of these hate movements. These movements of false witness, just like they accused God and Stephen of blasphemy. They now accuse us of oppression and racism and all of these things. False. It's all false. Why sit there and bow down and do nothing? Well, I'm doing something. I'm praying. I'm praying, just like little Daniel did. In the Babylonian and the Persian Empire, he knew how to pray, and he shook it up. It's time for us to pray. we got an election coming up. We need to pray. We've got nations in turmoil. We need to pray. Don't sit back and be at ease. That's when problems come. Pray, 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 and pray some more. That is what will make this world, that is what will make this world ready to receive its Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ. Mm. I love Bible prophecy, but I just feel like there are certain things about it that I'm understanding now more and more, more and more day by day. It's what it is. It's just revelation like comes in layers and layers and layers. Bible prophecy is interesting to a lot of people. I want, I want to say, I want to dedicate this uh, to a loyal listener, an Urshan student. Name is Brandon. Sorry, I cannot remember your last name. But I was I happened to pop into Urshan a few weeks ago. He came up to me. He wanted me to sign his Bible. And I did, and I said, uh, do you have any request of content you'd like me to bring? Without even thinking or hesitating, he said, Bible prophecy. And I love knowing that there are people that are like 20 years younger than me. <laughs> oh, it's so weird to think about. Oh, my goodness. I'm 39. There are preachers and teachers 20 years younger than me in this generation that are not deceived by uh, how people are living on Instagram, but are in the word of God. They got their Bible pages turning on a reel, and they are interested in Bible prophecy. And I want to dedicate this message and the, the previous Bible prophecy episode I did to you, Brandon. May you become a great Bible prophecy scholar, my friend. And uh, if I see you somewhere, uh, we got a conference coming up here at our church, passing the mantle. Matter of fact, uh, when this episode is published, it'll be uh, right in the midst of passing the mantle. If you listen to this uh, the, on this Friday afternoon and you see me come up to me, I'd love to meet you at passing the mantle. And uh, let me know what you'd love to hear me talk about. I would love to have that opportunity to connect with you and hear what you want to hear. I love all of you pod listeners so much. Pray for the West. Pray for America. Pray for peace talks. 
pray for them to happen. I don't want to see the West, this empire crash. I don't want to see any empire crash, but, uh, uh, well, the Bible says it's going to happen. <laughs> the Bible says it's going to happen. It is going to happen. I love all of you. Be at peace during these insane times that are leading us into the end times. Yeah.